A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men by Jazz podcast. I'm Steve Hall. Hope you're doing very, 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 very well wherever you are in the world. We are about to speak about Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and his comments after leaving Liverpool, how he found out he was leaving Liverpool, a little bit about the Anfield Road end as well and the issues surrounding that particular, well, I'll say small, it's a massive, massive problem that Liverpool have got at the moment. But first, we're going to touch upon the reforms, proposed reforms to the English football calendar. According to a report from Simon Stone of BBC Sport, FA Cup third and fourth round replays, as well as the two-legged EFL Cup semi-finals are expected to be scrapped as part of reforms to the English football calendar. Uh, the changes will also de- see the FA Cup fifth round restored back to a weekend slot and out of the midweeks. Now, we've all been saying there might be a bit too much football danger for players, etc., etc., et which we all agree with, and replays have felt like they've been a bit of a nonsense. Um, the fact that there's replays in the third and fourth round, but not in the fifth round onwards. The fact that the whole League Cup is one leg until you get to the semis, and then it's two legs. It's never really made much sense. However, it is worth noting that although this looks like it's going to happen from 25 to 26, it's not because of player welfare or any of that kind of stuff. It's all to do with European competitions and the fact that the Champions League and Europa League are expanding their phases to 36 clubs and therefore more midweek slots are needed to play those games and therefore there's no room for replays or double-legged or two-legged rather EFL Cup semi-final. So it's not to do with less games. If your team's in Europe, you're probably going to get more games. It's worth just mentioning that out. Um, it's just about freeing those midweek slots up. Effectively now, footy is almost be gonna almost gonna become for teams in Europe even more of a a weekend midweek, weekend midweek. Now we know teams in the Champions League and Europa League get that a little bit. Uh, Liverpool play every midweek now for the next couple of weeks. Obviously, they've got Toulouse and Bournemouth and then Toulouse again. So we, we're well aware of it. Um, that that it feels like that's on, on only on the roll. There's going to be more games in midweek. So they, so they have to free up midweek slots. So they can't allocate those for replays and they can't allocate those to the two-legged semi-finals. So it looks like this will happen in 2025. That's when the new, the new TV deals are expected to come into place as well. There's talk of another, a different kickoff time, I think, as well, to get more games on TV. There's been talk of the 2 p.m. Sunday games being available to be shown on TV in the in the UK as well. Um, so it does look like we might lose the FA Cup third and fourth round replays, which I think could be a good thing, for, especially for Liverpool, and the two-legged semi-finals, which I think is definitely a good thing, because I think that's a nonsense anyway, and it's never made sense. But we're, we're getting more European footy, whether we like it or not. We're getting it, and we'll see how it pans out. Hopefully, it's Liverpool in the... Um, 
in the Champions League and not the Europa League by the time that comes around. Right then, let's move on to our next story. It's about the Anfield Road ends. And I'll, I'm, I'll be truthful, this is an audio podcast. I'll try and describe this as best I can. But if you're on social media, if you're on Twitter, if you go and search for at Sean Patino, it's at S-H-A-U-N-P-4-7-1-N-0. Uh, there are some, some videos emerging of how the, the current state of Liverpool's Anfield Road and up, well, the upper stand of the Anfield Road and... It's not great, to be honest, the video and the pictures are not good. There's a lot of work to be done. There are loose steps, there's stuff hanging out the ceiling, there's cracks. It's a complete shambles. Obviously, the Buckinghamshire Group went into administration. Um, and, and new new companies have had to come in and take over where they were up to. Um, and these, you know, Liverpool have already had to delay opening that stand. It was meant to be open for the derby. They'd sold tickets for it this weekend. There's now people who thought they had tickets for the game, not with tickets, and Liverpool had to withdraw them. It's been a mess. They've said, you know, at, up until at least this calendar year, there's going to be no one in the upper Anfield Roads end. Again, I'm not a construction worker. Never worked a day's construction in my life. I'm even I'm rubbish at DIY. Can't even put a shelf up. But even I can look at those images and videos if you guys check them out and can see that that looks miles right. That doesn't look like, especially come up to winter, where you'd imagine there's going to be weather delays that allow them to and not do certain things due to you know the light, obviously less light throughout the day and the rain and the and the wind and potentially snow. We get. It does feel like this could be a long term problem, and um, this is just my point of view because I'm very much not aware by looking at these things. I would be shocked if um, I would be shocked if that is open. This season, if truth be told, looking at that, I hope I'm wrong and I hope it does get open and I hope people can get back in the ground because the, yeah, t- getting tickets sold and then not being able to use them is a shambles, really, from Liverpool. It hasn't, it hasn't gone well at all, but I am not inspired at all with confidence um, by looking at those um, at those pictures, that is for sure. Right then, let's move on to the next story and this one comes from uh, The Athletic and it's into that Ollie Kay did with former Liverpool midfielder slash winger slash Number 10, whatever you want to call him, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. He was talking about how he left Liverpool. And he said he was surprised by how it was how it acted, really, how it all went down. He said, uh, amongst other things, to Ollie Kay, that I just got told before they released a statement, just so you know, we're putting this thing out about you, merely Bobby and Nabby leaving. And I was like, oh, OK, thanks. But there was not an official at any point before. It was just, you know, silence was enough to know what the situation was. You just expect certain things to be told, whether it's good, whatever. Whatever, sorry, whether it's good, bad or whatever, that's how the game goes. The lack of communication was a bit surprising to me. Chamberlain does go on saying in the full interview as well um, that he was well, he was pretty, you know, the writing was on the wall. The fact the silence was deafening, for lack of a better phrase. I think he said to me, um, the silence was enough to know, rather, he said to Ollie Kay. It's just he's been a little bit critical of how he found out. And I think, to be fair, he isn't the first player who's left Liverpool under a bit of a contract negotiation or contract sparring. We've been a little bit critical about how the club have handled things. I know Milner had a couple of things to say as well uh, in an interview last year about the owners maybe deciding that it wasn't time for him to stay. And I think Jeannie Wijnaldum made a couple of noises when he left as well. So Chamberlain's not saying like he thought he was going to stay and he was he was shocked when they come to him and said, oh, we're announcing this. He just thought before they did that, that there'd been a little bit more communication on Liverpool's behalf. And to be fair, there's two sides to every story and Liverpool might argue or counter-argue this, but if what he says is right and that's how it went down, I think we'd all agree. It probably, he probably did, did deserve a little bit more, you know, it feels a little bit, 
uh, disrespectful, too harsh of a word, a little bit unprofessional, maybe from Liverpool. Just to assume, I think it, I don't think it would have took long for somebody, whether it's the manager or the sporting director, or you know, Liverpool at that point were kind of in between sporting directors and and Julian Ward was about to leave as well. So I wonder if that played the part in this, but. You'd have thought someone could have grabbed him for 10, 15 minutes or him and his agent and had a little conversation about, listen, Alex, here's what's happening. Go and find yourself a new club, blah, blah, blah. It was more a case of he found out almost when we found out, which, again, I think he knew. I think he admitted, you know, his agents had already been in contact with a few clubs and Saudi Arabian clubs had approached him. Alex Oxley-Chamberlain isn't an idiot. He read the writing on the wall, but it, I think he was just lacked... A, a, well, he was. He was critical of the lack of communication, to be fair. I think I tend to agree with him. I don't think that's a, a particularly harsh thing for him to say. Um so yeah, they're going to start wrapping up the Bite Size podcast there, guys. Just to let you guys know, if you want even more Redmen podcasts or videos in your lives, Redmen Plus is the place to go. And if you sign up as a monthly captain subscriber and use the code Bite Size, B-I-T-E-S-I-Z-E, you'll get 50% off your first two monthly payments. So if you want to check out all of our amazing content in and around the Derby, including your preview that Paul did with Baz, all the post-game stuff that will come as well on Saturday afternoon, hopefully after Liverpool have got themselves three very, very valuable Point and of course stuck one to their local rivals then yes please go do go and check out redmenplus.com use that code bite size and get yourself 50% off your two month first two months rather of a monthly captain subscription speaking of the derby as well on this very podcast feed a little bit later if you haven't already listened to it already will be the match preview show yes we are looking ahead to Saturday afternoon's Merseyside derby so go and check that out go and check out plus and use the bite size code and we'll be back a little bit later on with even more amazing content see you then